You're listening to Skyhawk After Dark Radio. Welcome to the Hanky Panky Podcast with your host, Coralyn Jewell, a number one international best-selling author, director, porn star, swing club owner, and lifestyle coach. We'll delve into all topics related to the adult industry. Everything from porn, panty selling, custom orders, webcamming, swinging, BDSM community, polyamorous lifestyle, and more. Intrigued? Curious? Coraline is an open book and will share her experiences and knowledge in the world of sex. Let's welcome your host, Coraline Jewell. All right, everybody, we are on episode, I don't know now, I mean, I don't start losing track, 13. You are joining us at the Hanky Panky Podcast, hosted by myself, Coraline Jewell. So thank you for coming in. Today is Sunday, February 7th, about 12.15. I would say that for me, this is still considered morning, having lighting issues, sound issues. So just bear with us. Hopefully everything will go as planned. Uh, Before I tell you guys who my guest is today, which is going to be such an awesome show, because when my guest is somebody that I've got a good dynamic with. That is uh, what makes us have a great time. So before we get started, always like to thank Skyhawk After Dark Radio for airing us on their network, as well as Full Swap Radio, who has also recently invited us to join their network. And we are on Apple iTunes. We are on YouTube, Spotify, and Google uh, Podcasts. And anywhere else, I believe that you want to take a listen to podcasts, iHeartRadio, we are on there as well. We make sure that uh, we give you guys a good show it's something unique and different every time so make sure that you rate and subscribe and follow and rate and hmm, let me think and rate I'm just giving you guys crap, right? <laughs> and uh, some shout outs to our sponsors. We've got the Adult Industry Association. Thank you for <clears throat> making me a part of your team, Coraline Jewel. <clears throat> Excuse me. I've also got Teddy Love Official, uh, teddyloveadulttoys.com. Uh, use the code Hanky, H-A-N-K-I-E. Save 10% on any of their adult store products. They also just recently started a lingerie line. And we've got Schizo Kitty at another adult store out in California, La Quinta. Same thing, Hanky in-store or online, use the code. So we are going to get started. Now, before I tell you guys who my guest is today, she's giggling in the background, but before I tell you guys, let me give you a very, very quick background. I got into the adult industry 2014. When I got into the industry, I actually had communication with my guest on the phone as a personal assistant to the company that was starting to bring me on to their agency. We had never met in person. We didn't know, I didn't know what she looked like. She knew what I looked like, I think. And um, we ended up, she did and she's shaking her head. We ended up parting our ways from the company. And about a year later, I got cast to work with uh, Nina Hartley and Nina Hartley Seduction. Showed up in Los Angeles, showed up on set. Uh, We're calling the director. Nobody's answering. The door to the home where we're shooting is locked. And there stands this beautiful redhead. I'm saying if you guys can guess who my guest is. And um, I walk over and I'm like, hey, are you shooting? And she says, yes, nobody's answering. And I said, hi, I'm Coraline Jewell. And she says, I am Sable Renee. And it's nice to finally meet you, Coraline. And I was like, I don't 
have a clue who you are. Turns out Sable was the personal assistant that I'd been communicating with for a year. And here we are. So now we know each other on a more very uh, intimate level as we shot a five-girl uh, orgy scene together. Welcome to the show, Sable. How are you doing today? I am doing fantastic. Yay! So we Sable... We're a week away from Valentine's Day. It's an awesome February so far, so... Well, that's because you and have I get a Valentine's in the afternoon with you. So. Yeah, and you have two Valentines, don't you? But we're going to get there. <laughs> Technically, if you want to get really, really technical, I have five, but we'll talk about that in a little while. Holy, I don't even have one, I don't think. Oh my gosh. All right, Sable, welcome to the show. We're just going to rock and roll and get into this, okay? So um, let's start with this. How long have you been involved in the adult industry? Well, believe it or not, the way you are telling the story about how we started communicating i had gotten into the adult industry with the same routine that you had had okay only a month before okay so, so one month before you reach out you were also um offered a uh to work in the industry for this person uh yes. you kind of get hired as a personal assistant simultaneously and yes. that's how we communicated on the phone that's how we communicated needless to say once we parted our ways and showed up on a set to shoot we got to shoot together who would have thought yes, it we did Who'd have thunk it? Uh, six months before, seven months before, I'm talking to you about how to get my pictures done, how testing works, right? And eight right. months later, we're licking each other's pussies. I tell you, it's a tough day. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it basically was, I was giving you everything I was learning, like, right after I learned it. That is so. too funny. That is too funny. All right. So I just want to get started. Where are, let's start with this. Where are you from? Where are you born? Um, well, technically, I'm an Air Force brat. I was born in uh, Germany on an air on the Lon the Lonstol Army base. Oh no way! Okay. My father was stationed on Ramstein, um, but I was pretty much raised in Oklahoma. Okay, so, so pretty yeah. much childhood Oklahoma. Oaky redneck, yeah. Uh, I say any... Oaky redneck, born and raised, but technically not born in Oklahoma. But I grew up my whole life in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, any siblings? Uh, yes. There are a total of five of us in the family. One boy, four girls. I'm the middle child. Holy crap. And was everybody born in um, different countries because of your dad being stationed in various places? Um, no. Well, the baby of the family is the only one that doesn't have a foreign birth certificate. Okay. Okay. Baby's born in Oklahoma. Yeah. My baby okay. sister was born in Oklahoma. Okay. So. All right. The rest of us were all, were, me and the sister that's 19 months younger than me were born in Germany. The twins were born in, where the hell were the twins born? Holy crap. Spain. Your parents were busy. Well, my dad, <laughs> my dad's an avionics specialist. Okay. Um, so he worked on C-130s. He worked on um, a lot of the fighter planes. Uh, he became, towards the end of his career, he became a, an instructor to our allies. Okay. On the aircraft that were coming out. Um, he was stationed at the Pentagon for a while. So very, yeah. very cool. So total straight up military brat. Um, yeah. Okay. All your years growing up in school, what did you want to be? What did you think your career was going to be? I will be honest with you. Uh -huh. I never really had an idea. <laughs> really? Okay. So growing up, you, well, let's see. Did your mom work? Dad was military. Did mom do anything? Um, Besides yeah. raising all five of you. That's work, by the way. Well, yeah. Mom's an interesting dynamic of personalities inside the house. Think 1950s 
housewife. Okay. Outside of the house, my mom worked in a male-dominated industry. She's an aircraft mechanic. Um, Holy with shit. It, okay. With cool. aircraft and power plants. So, yeah. Um, mom's always been the type of woman that when she's at work, she's getting down and dirty with the boys, keeping up with them, and in some cases, showing them up. Um, but inside the house, you're quintessential housewife. She straddled the fence perfectly. Wow. Very, very cool. Okay. So growing up though, it wasn't like you were like, okay, I'm going to be in the military like my dad or, um, you weren't really quite sure. So did you finish high school and then go, what did you decide from there? What kind of career did you start up? Cause you got um, involved in the adult industry late like me. Yeah. Uh, originally in school, um, when I was in school, because I love to create things, I love to sew, I wanted to be a fashion designer. I actually got three scholarships to the top design schools in the country. Okay. Um, so uh, fit them down there in Los Angeles, Brooks College of Fashion and Design down in Long Beach and Parsons, which is in New York. Wow. Um, but, you know, again, look up Oki Redneck in the dictionary. There's an eight by 10 glossy of my dad. <laughs> he looked at me and said, fashion designers starve. I was like, I don't want to be a fashion designer. I want to be a costume designer. He said, they still starve. Um, so he forced me to go to school to get a degree in business and finance. So oh, I, wow. hold, okay. I hold a bachelor's in business and finance from OU. Um, nice. Good girl. Just simply because I was, I got leveraged. Um, my dad had my best interest at heart. He didn't want me to be a struggling artist. Um, so I went to school and I've always been, okay, I'm a nerd and a geek and, you know, I'm a bookworm. Um, so, you know, a plus student. So I got my BA in business and finance in three love years. It. I love it. You know what my show is all about? My show is all about that. We are trying to change the preconception Okay, that people of, that of are adult, what we are exactly yeah. of the adult industry of someone that works in a brothel of someone that works in the adult industry as a performer of someone that runs a swingers club or is involved in a different type of lifestyle, poly swinging kink, which we're going to get to. And right. you're you're the perfect example of a straight A student that goes on to a college. You get three not just one. You have three scholarships to three different fashion schools. Don't take those. Go on and get a degree. And you said business and finance, right? For your right. degree. Um, the, the BA is in business and finance. Um, I worked for the sixth largest bank in the world for uh -huh. 20 years. But in between that, um, I actually got a secondary degree. I've got an associate's degree in hospitality and travel. That's my girl. Um, and like I said, quintessential nerd. I'm a, I, a, for a while, I was a professional student and working full-time mom. So uh, my third uh, background is in uh, rehabilitative medicine. So okay. Okay. three separate educations, um, raised two children, you know, the mythology that we get into this industry because we're desperate. Um, the reality is, is a, I didn't have no, I was not leveraged into a position where I didn't have another choice. I wanted, to, I literally was burned out with the career that I was in. Which um, was the banking at the time, which right? Was banking. Okay. Yes. Um, I worked for the, the accounts receivable department for HSBC. Okay. Um, and had done it for 20 years and I was literally in terminal burnout from the job. Um, and I made a flippant comment one night about the fact that, you know, it's a shame I can't get paid to have sex because I really like having sex. And somebody popped their head up and looked at me and went, so go into porn. 
And I was like, okay. <laughs> oh my God. So that's how it happened for you. Okay. Yeah. So tell us about how you got involved. So now we know how you got into the industry. Uh, what were the first steps that you did and how long did it take before you actually like got your first scene and did you move to LA? Like give us a little bit of that background. Um, I started in 2013 actually researching how to get into the industry. Okay. Um, I have friends that are photographers. So I had photo shoots upon photo shoots upon photo shoots to get the right um shots to start sending to people yeah um i went on sexyjobs.com mm-hmm. uh posted those posted kind of a resume got contacted by the same entity that contacted you mm-hmm. um you know and there are days i'm not gonna lie i kicked myself in the ass because it wasn't what i really thought it was gonna be right but because i was digging and researching and talking and um trying to figure out the industry um, I got flown out to Los Angeles for my first shoot. Unfortunately, I got a phone call while I was in the Dallas airport saying that we had a moratorium because that was when the kink.com performers had somebody had tested positive. Okay. So now, so can you explain to my listeners, they don't even know what a moratorium is. I don't think so. Let's explain to them. I'll let you explain um, for the adult industry, for the professional adult industry, we all um, are very adamant about taking care of our ourselves, our health. Basically, our body is our tool for our career. Correct. So, so we're more we, protective of our body, I believe, yes, than the vanilla are. world. Mm-hmm. We are. Um, we get tested um, before we go to a shoot. That test is for every STI under the sun um, that they can test for. Correct. Um, if a performer comes up positive for any of those STIs, the industry as a whole does a, a, a production shutdown. Correct. So, so that means that everybody's notified that there should be no shooting directors, performers, anything. Everything is shut down. Right. Until, until they can notice. track it. Until they can track it back and figure out who all's been exposed, test everybody, and make sure that the performer pool is safe. So now that you're stuck in Dallas, you come out here. Uh, that shoot's been canceled. How long were you here in the LA area, and is that why you started working as a personal assistant for that company? Yeah, that's exactly how that went down. I showed up um, because I'm in Dallas. There's no backing up to go back to Tulsa. So, and I was actually getting on the plane when that notification came through. So I got on the plane and landed in LAX and we both scrambled to try and find me something to make it worth the trip. Right. Cause you know, there's airfare involved, there's hotel involved, there's fuel. Um, testing, testing, testing's expensive. Right. Reimbursement for my testing. So uh, we found one shoot that was basically a solo shoot. Okay. There was no other performer. It was with all over 30. Um, but because, you know, I've got that, the, those multiple degrees, the, the entity that we shall not name, um, capitalized on it. Um, I went and did my first shoot. It was a solo shoot. I had a conversation with this person. They're like, if you really want to make this go, you can't do it from Oklahoma because airfare is going to kill you. I got back, looked at my spouses and went, um, so here's the deal. Um, so we started making the plan to move to got Los it. Angeles. How old were you at that time? 43. 
So you see, you got involved in the industry older. Okay, so now let's rewind for a little bit. So now you mentioned something that our listeners don't know about. You said, I went home and I said to my spouses, plural, (laughs) we are going to have to move to California if I want to pursue a career in the adult industry. So share with us a little bit about who are your spouses? How long have you been with them? Give us the short scenario. We won't give everybody too much because, you know, we could be here for hours. <laughs> we could. Uh, short, short version. Um, myself, my Marine, and my Kelly girl have been together for 20 years. We met in 2000. Um so the end of this year, it'll be 21 years. Wow. Uh, the three of us together have raised two children. We now have three grandchildren. We have massive networks of friends and chosen family. Um, we came to the understanding that uh, we were poly kind of late in the game as well. I mean, we didn't realize we were poly, but we're poly. Right. Because um, it's a unique dynamic in the house. My... My Marine and I have a very vanilla relationship. Okay. Kelly started life as a six foot four male. Yeah, explain mm-hmm. Kelly to everybody. Kelly is amazing, by the way. Okay, go yes. on. Yes, Kelly girl is amazing. She started life as a male in, tw- in uh, let me think here, 2012. She started the process to begin transition. Okay. So the move to LA also enabled her to take advantage of the resources in downtown Los Angeles at the Pride Center. They are awesome. They rock. Um, she started hormones December of 2014. Um, so now she's. We have had no surgeries, but nothing she surgery a, yet. Okay. No surgical, but the hormones. You know, she's got a pretty nice rack on her. Um, <laughs> she's feminized beautifully without surgeries. Okay. Um, the family accepted uh, when she came out to us. It was before 2010. So basically the whole family was like, okay, um, we get that you're trans. We, we want to support you in this. We did a lot of research, a lot of learning to figure out how to be supportive of her transition. Um, and I'm not going to lie. There's a learning curve in there. But, of course, with anything. But, because Kelly and I are both female in the brain. The relationship for the last 20 going on 21 years with Kelly Lynn has been very platonic. I say that in that we have no sex between the two of us. Yes, we tried. It didn't work. It didn't you work. cannot have two catchers. Somebody's got to be the pitcher. Okay. Um, <laughs> which she's not. I'm not. Um, there are some physical dynamics that become an issue. I am only 5'4". She is 6'4". No matter yeah. how you shake it up, there is still a foot of difference in height between us. Let me ask you a question. Uh, so when you met Kelly and you met your Marine, you were with them for 20 years. So for the first, if I'm counting out, if you met them in 2020 and it wasn't until 2013, 14 that this changed, right? That she came out to you guys or 2012. Right. At that time, you were involved with two men, right? Yeah. Uh, were you having sex at that time with both of them? No. Were you having sex with just the Marine? Just the Marine. Okay. And how did you guys all meet Kelly? Um, my husband, the Marine lived right next door to Kelly. They have six months longer as a friendship 
than okay. we have together as a relationship. Interesting. So they, he, so Kelly came into your life, uh, friends with your husband, as another male in the situation with the three of you ultimately living together. But yes. at that time, you did not know, nor did your husband, that Kelly wanted to come out as a trans. Uh, okay. First of all, we knew going in that okay. we, we always got call, got questions about Kelly from the word go. Well, is Kelly straight or is Kelly gay? And got the it. response from both me and the Marine were, Kelly is Kelly. Amen and, to that. Kelly's amazing. You know, it was Freaking like, amazing. you know, if, if Kelly brings home a, and bearing in mind at that point in time, Kelly was presenting as male. Right. Okay. If Kelly brought home another guy, which did happen, um, we were like Yahtzee. There were a couple times when Kelly brought home another girl. Um, and we were like, okay. Um, but those relationships didn't work because Kelly was trying to figure out whether Kelly was homosexual, heterosexual, transgendered. And the reality is Kelly is very much a heterosexual trans female. Yeah. Kelly is interested in men. Okay. So, and Kelly has a very definite taste in men. Okay. The reason that she and the Marine have never been physically intimate is because my Marine doesn't trip the triggers for um, a sexual relationship. Okay, that, that's understandable, right? So there's a connection mentally there between the three of you, but sexually there's just, but there's this, there's still this um, connection of love and caring there and is, respect. And the three of us together, if you watch us and listen to us, it's like um, couples that have been married for 65, 75 years, they're <laughs> no longer sleeping together right, for whatever okay. reason, but they love each other. They care about each other. The physical intimacy is not there, but the emotional intimacy is so deep. Okay. Um, okay. You know, we care about each other. God help you if you make Kelly cry, because then you have a pissed off Marine on your hands. Aww. <laughs> not to mention this little, you know, Native American who wants to go on the war path. Um, you know, you don't make Kelly cry. You don't okay. hurt Kelly. We will then want to hurt you. Um <laughs> But Kelly likes me. Thank goodness. <laughs> Kelly loves you, by the way. Kelly was like, you know, you need to call her. She needs to talk to you. She misses you, girl. I know um, you guys. We didn't tell you. I went to Reno uh, just like two months ago and I hadn't seen you since we shot our movie with Nina Hartley, which was Nina Hartley's seduction. Right. And right. that was that was probably 2016. Maybe? Yeah, I think it, yeah, it was 20. So that means I hadn't seen you in like almost five years. And yeah, uh, yeah so that was really fun going to Reno. Uh, I posted that yesterday on our social media where the bar across the street welcomed us to them with our names that on was the side. Awesome. Wasn't that cool? So cool. Yeah, the, Kelly is, you know, the, the three way, the three of us, um, like I said, we raised two kids. One of our kids wound up in counseling um, and as with any kind of counseling, when you've got a kid that's having issues, uh, emotional, behavioral, the counselor was like, well, I need to see the parents. And I was like, well, okay, technically he's got three. Um, and the therapist that was the one that looked at my husband and said, so you have two wives. And my, we had never really put that together. Right. It was like, how do so, we present this to someone? Right. The, but we went home and it was like, Okay, because Kelly had just come out as trans um, and was we were looking at the steps that needed to be taken to, to facilitate her transition. Um, 
when the therapist looked at us and said, so the boy has basically one father and two mothers, um, we went home and I was sitting on my bed with the Marine and Kelly was sitting at the foot of the bed. And I went, wait a minute. If he's got two wives, that means I've got a husband and a wife. And Kelly looked at me and went, that means I have a husband and a wife. And I went, this is kind of cool. <laughs> you know, but then like the best of both worlds. <laughs> this is awesome. I started doing research into what polyamory is, how people are wired for polyamory. We started taking psychological tests. Wow. Okay. We got, we, we went way into way deep into figuring out how, a, how we'd managed to work because we, when we were in LA, we did a podcast with Dr. Lamar Blockman for Playboy Radio. Okay. Um, and her question was, you know, at that point in time, we had been together uh, 16, uh, 15 years, 14, 15 years when we did the interview. And she was like, most binary couples in this day and age don't last that long. How do you do that with three? Right. Um, a, we're all really good at juggling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but the thing is, we, like we said, we are all three committed to the fact that we love each other. We have made this work. It has a lot of benefits to it. There are a lot of, I won't see, say negatives to being poly, but if you're not ready, if you can't handle one relationship, don't try and handle more than one. Of course, if you can't juggle one. Yeah, I mean, that definitely. I'd love to have them on the show at another time. We'll have to talk to them about that. They um, already said if you want them, they'll be more than happy yeah? to go on. Okay, yeah. cool. Cool. Um, okay, so let's go into this. Okay, so now you've moved out to California. They have agreed to come with you. Okay. Right. Um, how many scenes have you shot, give or take? I know I can't even count for me, but what would um, you say? Well, Okay. And the lead up after L.A. is what kind of stopped the shooting. I have grand total under my belt. The last time I checked the, the listings, um, I have, I think, 16 total. Okay, so 16 scenes. But you, and this is what I want to talk to everybody about, you got in the industry shooting a little bit. We met, we shot together. And then I think it was when you and I shot at, the, at Nina Hartley, you actually told me that you were living at the time in Reno at the Bunny Ranch, right? Dennis Haas Legal Brothel. Right. I left, I got to LA in August of 2014. And in June of 2015, I wound up standing on the cul-de-sac here in Carson City, where which is where they shot the actual cat house for HBO. Okay. Um, because I had been hired by Dennis to come to work at the, at the brothels. So the first June 2015 was when I set foot into the brothel. So, so now we, we shot- have, Yeah, we shot, it was, it was after that. Right. right. We shot in, I believe, November, and I had just moved from the love over to- uh, the sagebrush because you worked at the Love Ranch South. I was in your sister property right. at the Love Ranch North. Right. So that leads to this. Now we have Kelly and the Marine have agreed that for your career, they are going to up and leave Oklahoma, right? And they're going right. to come to LA. And less than a year later, give or take, you're now saying to them, sorry guys, off I go. <laughs> to well, the okay. It, it really didn't go that way. It went. I, we had gotten in a position, um, and I'm not going to go into all the details. Yeah, but, no. Um, we were in a position where, in order to keep roofs over our head, uh, Kelly wound up with a friend of hers in Inglewood. Okay. The Marine wound up in Cypress, California, 
um, working with uh, a, a group that helps veterans with job okay. placement. And I was bouncing between the two areas, uh, trying to work at Sanctuary LAX, right, which is off of La Cienica. And Sanctuary, uh, Sanctuary, in my understanding, is a kind of a dungeon, kind of a BDSM scene, correct? It I've is been a, there before. It is parties. The, my understanding is it is the only public where you can walk in off the street dungeon and play. Correct. Correct. Because um, I don't think there's anything like that out in anywhere else and how we i got to sanctuary was because kelly knows mistress Diane. okay i um, actually have uh orphis black who is an instructor there he is my guest this coming saturdays you guys so make sure you uh listen he's awesome for him. Too. He's ama- oh he's amazing okay so i'll be yeah. meeting him in person on saturday he's okay phenomenal so-, so yeah i i had um and I know that there's legal issues going on, but I had been invited to dinner by Ron Jeremy down at the Rainbow okay. Club. Um, I went down there with me. Jeremy was a complete and total gentleman. Okay. Um, but with the booth we were sitting in, I saw a picture of Ron Jeremy and Dennis Hoff. I have obviously seen the Cat House series because sex has always been my favorite subject um, since they aired the very first episode. So I was like, I you love know that Dennis show. Hoff. Yeah. Uh, and he was like, we're best friends. And I was like, ah, and he was like, if you ever want to go to work there at the ranches, give it a shot. There you go. Um, I'll be more than happy to give you a referral. Well, that got my brain ticking around. I started seeing a lot of uh, articles in the AVN magazine about Dennis and his QA uh, secret shoppers program. Yes. Just side note, that was baloney. It was a publicity stunt. Okay. Um, but it got me to thinking, so I started digging again um, and figured out how to apply at the ranch. I sent them my application, my headshots, everything, and then called Ron Jeremy and said, you said you would give me a referral. Well, there they you go. Um, and he was like, well, I see Dennis on Friday. I will tell him about you. Um, I got communication from their HR rep that that Wednesday so I got the job at the ranches all on my own okay good girl now how long did you actually live at the ranch because a lot of girls let me explain to my listeners a lot of girls like me for example and we'll go into how I actually got a job there which is thank you to Sable but um I would show up for like um you know, I'd, I'd go on like a Thursday and I'd go Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night. I'd go home on Tuesday, be with my children Tuesday, Wednesday and go back. And I only did three rounds at the brothel. You actually lived on site for how long? Three years. Three years on site. And you would leave a little bit to go and see Kelly and the Marine, your husband, but then you would come back or would they there come was, see you? Um, there was actually 15, 16, 17 there were Kelly didn't come to Reno um, until December of 2015. Um, the Marine didn't follow us into Reno uh, until almost the end of 2017. There's a three-year separation between the three of us. Oh wow! We were trying. We were we were keeping in touch. Uh, cute story. Uh, one of my significants that I met. Her name is Isis Stone. She was also out at the ranches with me. Oh! I hear you talk about ISIS. Okay. For Christmas, because I was homesick, I was missing both my spouses. Um, Kelly was missing me. ISIS brought Kelly out as my Christmas present uh-huh, and cool. walked me okay. walked me into her house because I had left the ranch for like two days because I had days off. 
Um, and I walked into the house with her and Kelly came down the, the hallway and As yeah, a surprise. snot bubbles, hiccups, not pretty me crying. Oh, yeah, that but that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, and then it took, it took me and Kelly another two, two and a half, almost three years to get the Marine out here. So, oh, wow. And okay. During that time, because he was in Cypress, California, Kelly and I were making trips down to California about every 90 days. Okay. Um, I would take like a break from the ranches for like four days. We'd drive down or we'd ride the train down to Los Angeles, spend a couple days with him and then drive back up. How many girls uh, lived at the ranch at one time? So just to let you guys know, uh, Sable Renee is who helped me get um, a job over at the Alien Cat House, which was another one. And I believe that at one time we had... Uh, give or take eight eight girls at a time could be in our house. That's all we had room for for the bedrooms. Okay. How about you guys? When you de- when you say live, in my mind, it's somebody that moves in for a, a tour As up lo- here in Carson City is at least two weeks, fourteen days. Okay. Um. So we would have girls that would come in for just the four the two weeks, but we would also have girls that would come in, like I did, who decided they were staying, who after a certain period of time. Um, were able to negotiate uh, what appeared to be a, a typical shift. You would have, you know, work five days, have two days off. The okay, okay. Because uh, um, did you guys have to sleep pretty, like 24 hours? Just oh, 11? yes. So tell my listeners about what that means. What does sleep pretty mean? And do we ever actually get a break? Teach them a little bit. Um, well, okay. Some of that depends on the girl. Okay. Okay. But I'm going to start with the girls that do what you did, which is come in for two weeks or three week tours and then they leave Uh and then they come back. They're, they're basically going and coming and going and coming. Correct. Um, when they come in for, first of all, you don't want to miss any opportunity towards money. Correct. So the bell rings, you better be ready. Right. Second of all, up here now, I don't know about the South houses, but up here, the shifts are pretty much 12 hour shifts anyways. And on the weekends, they become 14 hour shifts. So if you start at noon on any given day, but Friday and Saturday, you work noon to midnight, Friday okay. and Saturday, add two more hours. So, so Friday night, for... it's noon to two. Okay. So you guys um, actually had shifts. So Sable, we didn't have shifts. So what right. we would do is you never knew if that bell was going to ring at 4 a.m. or if that bell was going to ring at 3 p.m. So it was called 24 hours sleep pretty. So you Which like it sucks. Right. So if you, you know, you're sleeping and you're comfy in bed and it's 10 p.m. and at 3 a.m. that doorbell rings, the house mom rings the bells. You've got to throw on deodorant perfume, mint in your mouth, high heels and run out there for lineup. And yeah. um, if you miss to line up because you were in the shower or something like that you were only allowed to miss a certain amount of lineups before you were penalized the difference between the houses down south and the houses up here the mm-hmm. houses up here have 20 girls minimum in residence yeah you see we had eight so all eight right. better be lighting your asses up you know so, so that... they they try to schedule it up here in these houses That's nice so that but bearing in mind you may have 12 or 14 hour shifts um, if you have a party that comes in and I, I have actually had this happen, party came in on a Friday, I'm supposed to be off at two o'clock in the evening. Well, the bars just closed. He came in, he booked me. It's a four hour party. I did the whole four hour party. I went to sleep. I still have to be back up for the next shift. Exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. 
they're, they're able because the houses up here are much bigger. They're licensed for, um, the Kit Kat is licensed for 18 girls. She is the smallest house on the cul-de-sac. Okay. The sagebrush is actually could conceivably have up to 40 girls in, in residence. They never do that. The sage is the largest brothel in the entire state. Okay. That's the sagebrush ranch. Bunny ranch is rated for 20. Which one did you um, live mostly at? Um, not uh, basically sagebrush. Sagebrush. And which one's Amy Air Force Amy from? Bunny Ranch. And did you ever work with her? Um, no, not that I wouldn't have given my left eye teeth to do it. Amy is one of Amy's like you and me. Amy, Amy is one extremely intelligent lady. That's what I've read about um, her. She's amazing. Absolutely fearless. Um, you know, if she's never done it, she's willing to give it a try. But okay. let's be honest, considering how long Amy's been in the business, she's done everything. <laughs> um, what, now, bearing in mind, I say done everything, everything that she's willing to do. Okay. That's the right. one thing I want that, and I know you want everybody to understand it. I want everybody to understand it. Whether you are a porn actress, whether you are one of the girls at the brothel, whether you're independent, I don't care. No means, no means, no means, no. We and you make your the, decision. Right. We all have the ability to look at anybody and say, yeah, I don't think so. Um, and Amy is the one who looked me dead in the face. I think I had been at the ranches for four days. And she was like, just remember, not all money is good money. Exactly. Exactly. And you have the right to say, I'm not going to take this party and pass it on. Right. For sure. you, have, you have the ability to say, yeah, I'm not your girl. Right. Um, right. But so let's go. Right. I know somebody who is. Exactly. Exactly. And we used to do that. Okay. So let's go to this. Let's go. Uh, craziest part craziest like situation where someone walked into the brothel and by the way let me give my my listeners a background and you can tell me if it was the same there when they walk into the brothel when a potential customer walks in all the girls do a lineup when you are chosen from the lineup you are mostly chosen to first give a tour sometimes the customer can say they're opting no tour and they just want to go straight to the bar we were not allowed to discuss any kind of sessioning in the public areas hallways or bar if a customer wants wanted to discuss a possible party that was taken back to your room. Was that the same with you? Yeah, that's the law. That's the rule. Okay. So now it's, it's not just company rule. It's the law. It's the Legally, law. The reason that the girls in the brothels pay room and board is because then our room becomes our office. Correct. It is the only place we can discuss Business. pricing. Right. Now, so now we can discuss any kind of sexual act you want in the parlor Provided Suzette's not around because she thought it was not ladylike. <laughs> um, so when she wasn't around, we did it anyway. But we couldn't talk about the pricing. Right, right. No money, no talking. No money, that. no money talk. Okay, so um, I know that, you, like me, you have stories, but let's take one. One time where you went back to your room to discuss the session and you like were just like, mother of God, no ways. Like, thank you, but no thank you. Like something that just blew your mind. Um, I'll be honest with you. Um, okay. <laughs> my no list is really short and most people aren't <laughs> going to ask for it anyways. Um, I have heard of other parties. Um, okay. ISIS, ISIS has one that I'm like more power to you, honey. Um, not on my list of things to do. Okay. Um, ISIS had a client that, um, he emailed her very, this is 
beyond the definition of a specialty party. Okay. I'm just going to say that straight out of the gate. Okay. So if your listeners are squeamish, forgive me. I'm sorry. I'm just relaying the information. <laughs> um, okay. You guys ready? Hang tight. Here we go. She had a gentleman who wanted her um, dressed a specific way. Okay. But before he showed up at, for the party, he wanted her to basically sit in a nice cold bathtub. Um, and when her skin started to warm back up, he left the room. She got back in the bathtub. Um, and while the party was going on, she was not allowed to move. Are you getting the type of party? I am I'm totally getting the type of party. Yes, gross. Yeah. Awful. Oh, I'm my like, Lord. I, I was like, more power to you. I get it. You're willing to do it. Um, because let's be honest, every, not everybody's kink is my kink. It doesn't make them wrong. It just makes them different. Yes, and in and this case, in this case, it's consent. Uh, right. she was, she was 100% completely consenting in the situation. So playing the he, role play, playing the role playing play. The role play. Yep, yep. Um, but and exactly like, like yeah, we say, some, power to, yeah. Yeah, sometimes somebody's fetish. I mean, those of you that have read my book, you know, I had, I always say my, my, my craziest for me was when somebody came in and wanted to do a furry situation and I played along being like, of course I know what you want, but you might want to explain everybody's situation and fetish is a little bit different and never in my life did I expect an elephant costume to come out of the backpack and the man actually put, you know, and my power to you. you. <laughs> I mean, but okay. That shocked me. And so I'll never forget that, you know, the next day, the you know, the girls would say, you know, so what was that? What, what happened last night? And I never, I never kissed and tell and I never shared, but I, I just laughed and they were like, what? And I was like, I can't tell you. And they were like, what? And I'm like, and I remember joking about it. One day I'll write a book and you'll know one yeah. day, one day, you know? So, no, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, like I said, my, my list is very, very short on my nose. Most people aren't <laughs> going to ask for that list anyways, in a brothel scenario. Yeah. I mean, to harken back to a movie, no blades, no bows, leave your weapons here. Um, in my case, <laughs> no blades, no blood, no needles. You know, no pain. Most people, right, no people are, no. You'll do okay pain. With me. I won't Pain's do okay pain. with me. Um, <laughs> specialty party, if I'm b doing the bottom top, yeah, yay. Um, I'm a top <laughs> heavy switch anyways. Um, I would tell, uh, you know, I refer to them as the baby Hueys. Everybody forgive me, but, you know, they talk really, really big, macho. I'm going in there. I'm going to tear me up 10 girls. They see the lineup <laughs> of 20 women in heels and almost no clothes. Oh, my with a God. Smile going, hi, my name is. And all of a sudden, it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. And you got to pry them out of the, off the bar stool. Oh, uh, yes. I'm just, I'll just, I'll just go to the bar. I just want to go to the bar. I don't want to tour right. all of a sudden. Okay. But my big thing with them is, is they get back in the room and I, I would be like, so what do you want? Uh -huh. you know, wh wh what kind of party are you looking for? And they go everything. Okay. Let's be honest in my room, in the brothel, it's in my room here in the house. Um, I'm in the wrong direction. Well, technically I'm not, you can see <laughs> Kelly's in the back. Um, uh -huh. There are floggers and, you know, whips, ball chains, tie downs, etc. We all, both Kelly and I are into the BDSM scene. Okay. Um, and yeah, I, I actually looked at, a very young cocky guy who thought he was, you know, the cock of the walk. And he said, I want everything. And I was like, you need to be careful when you say everything to a dummy. 
Yeah. And he just looked at me. I said, because everything means I can pull any one of those whips down off the wall and take a pound of flesh and you can't say no. Now that's not actually true. If he says no, I'm not going to do it, but it's to make them stop and think. Right. To Um, be careful about what you, as you say, what you wish for sometimes is the way to say it. The biggest thing that most people don't realize is every girl sets their own rate schedule. So you, we'd have guys that would ask for something that, okay, for me, um, okay, I, I how, how, <laughs> how detailed can I become on this show? Am I going to get bleeped out? Uh, nope, we are PG. We're, I think we're like allowed, which is no nudity, but we're allowed okay. to say anything. Anal for me is a high dollar figure. It okay. is not something that I do on a regular. It's not that I am. It, I had to be honest with you. Um, she, you've already dated me as far as my age. I just recently experienced my first anal encounter ever in my book. Have you, in my book, my first anal was when I first realized how that that's how what that was an orgasm. That's in my book. You know, um, I love anal. So you see, that's where one thing like I prefer right. anal over vaginal sex. See, and I prefer vaginal over anal. But- <laughs> Um, for my birthday, I asked Ernest Green, who is one of my significant others, um, to introduce the butt to anal sex. Okay. We did. I enjoyed it. Um, but it's not something that I practice on a daily basis. So for me, anal in the houses or in a private date or anything like that, um, it's negotiated. It's It's a higher dollar. So in the ranches, it was a very high dollar party. Mm-hmm. Bearing in mind that for the first little bit, the first half of the time I was in the house for three years, I had not ha- ever had anal sex. Okay. So Dennis and I had discussed that and he's like, you put a high premium on that because that's like a virgin party. Right. I'm like, all right. But that doesn't mean that because I quote you an astronomical figure because to me, that's... A, there's a lot of prep work that goes for that. There's a Correct. lot of mental. Um, that doesn't mean that I can't walk out into the parlor and go, uh... I need somebody who can do an anal party like now. And right. I'm not going to have four hands shoot up going, I volunteer as tribute. Right. And it's a standard rate. Exactly. That's what we wanted to tell you guys. So um, we all set our own rates and someone's rates might be higher for something like anal <clears throat> versus somebody else that says, you know, oh, my, I'm actually willing to do that at a lower rate than maybe, you know. Um, a girl girl scene because maybe that's not their thing you know so everybody you you make your choices you make your decision and if you don't want to do the party then you just say some astronomical crazy (laughs) rate that the guy looks at you and goes ah no and you go up sorry i can't help you let me walk you back out (laughs) there's the problem with that you have to be careful when you do that because i have (laughs) mean i haven't had it happen but i have had girls somebody says yes (laughs) somebody says okay and drop a you know a credit card on the counter that goes tink that has no limit it's like Uh all righty then because at that point you've quoted an astronomical rate thinking that they're going to say no but you are gambling with the fact that they may go Okay. okay. <laughs> I luckily, how do you back out of it? Yeah, luckily that didn't happen to me. Um, okay, so I know we're getting ready to close down soon. I want to do one more question for you. Two more, two more. One of all the scenes that you shot, favorite scene? Uh-oh, did you freeze? I think we might have lost her. Let's see, you guys. I'm going to pause the recording for a second, see if I can get her back. 
I've got Sable back. She got really excited about the brothel. No, okay. Uh, favorite scene is where we were going. Favorite scene in film? Favorite scene in um, film. Like, like if somebody said to me, of all these movies that I've shot, what was my favorite? My favorite was uh, when I did Wife Swinger Swap 3 uh, with Luke Wilder for Adam and Eve. Just a real fun three-day on-set movie scene. Shoot. My favorite so far has been The Seduction of Nina Hartley. Yeah? All right. Uh, yeah. Um, that... Don't That's because she got to play with me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, actually, that is part of it. I got to play with you. I got to play with Nina. We got to play with Erica. We got yeah. to play with Callie. Um, because the truth is, um, what most people don't realize, and it's not in the behind the scenes, Nina stood up at one point, looked at all of the guys that were on the set, you know, the cameraman, the sound this guy, the light so guy. This is so funny, yes. She, they're trying to figure out how to set up the shoot. And Nina looked at him and went, all right, all y'all. We are five women who either know each other, have known of each other, and want to play with each other, and we all know what we're doing. So you turn the lights on, you turn the sound on, you turn the camera on, and get the hell out of our way. And then she dumped the bag. She and dumped the bag of toys and on said, the table. <laughs> and you guys, she dumps this bag of toys on the table, and we all go, okay. And okay. then I don't remember who asked. It wasn't me, but somebody said, Nina, what are the black gloves for? You remember that? And she goes, uh, so when you put your fingers in my ass. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Admission. That was me. Was it you? Ass. Okay. Yes. Okay, that was went, hysterical. What are the black gloves for? And she's right. like, when you stick your fingers in my ass. You don't, yeah. I'm like, okay, gotcha. Stupid question. Shouldn't have asked that. I forgot <laughs> whose presence I was in. <laughs> It was a blast, though. We had a great time. And that was my first time actually meeting you, even though we'd spoken on the phone, which was so yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was the first time I had been face-to-face -face with you. Um, it was the second time that I had been around Callie. Okay, um, my first. At that point in time, Nina and I and Ernest Green were in a thruple as well. Okay. So I was, I knew how to play with Nina in a private scenario, um, which is why some of the stuff that's on that, on film is like oh my god because i know the combination to her safe right um but you know i got i got to play with you and with callie because i had been following you knew what you looked like we had talked i knew your personality i had met callie i knew who erica lawrence was and of course i knew nina um it, i like the films i've been lucky with the very few f films that i have shot that they've been very organic Yes. Um, I think so have, too. Most for me as well. Like, yeah, they've been with people that I either knew and wanted to shoot with, or um, when I met them, for example, felt that connection. Yeah, like J. Crew. I love, love Jay. Love I Jay. love Jay. I love Jay. Flat out, if Jay looked at me tomorrow and said, um, "Come shoot," um, amen to and that. I, and yeah. I had the ability, I would be in the car headed down there right now because. Jay and I, every time we get together, it's lightning in a bottle. But it's the a dynamic. I, it's that connection. Right. But the first time I ever met Jay, I had walked onto the set. I had gotten my hair done, had just walked out of makeup. He showed up to the set like five minutes late, which is unusual for Jay, but he was five minutes late. Um, and the director looks at me and says, this is your co-star, Jay Crew. Jay, this is Sable Renee. And I took one look at Jay and went, oh, my God, a silver fox. Yay. <laughs> It's the best. And um, remind me if I, I just want my listeners to hear this. If my memory serves correctly, Callie was an attorney, wasn't she? Yes. Back to 
level of education. An attorney that decided she wanted to explore her sexual side and she hadn't been in the industry very long. I don't know if she's still in. Um, I haven't seen anything on her lately, but yeah, when, when we shot the seduction mm-hmm. of Nina Hartley, Callie had only been in the industry, I think for couple months it's my it was six months eight yep. months something like that it wasn't exactly even exactly so it just goes um, to show you that yeah. um exactly what the show is about that you cannot judge people in the adult industry or in the bdsm world or kink or in poly relationships or thruple relationships or whatever it is correct uh, this is true the, and, the and world is making a change and a turn, and this is why you need to open your mind and open your ears and listen and educate and learn, and not everything is for everyone, which is another right. thing we're trying to show people. Such That's as, the biggest thing. Don't judge. I mean, yep. just because, okay, for example, um, there is a girl, and I know you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to name her. Okay. There is a girl that has run, the, run around the ranches uh, almost the same amount of time that I did. Okay. Obviously, exceedingly more um, successful than even Air Force Amy. Um, Her, okay, she indulges in, I'm going to be nice because I don't want to get in trouble for slander or liable, but she indulges clients in a Lolita fantasy. Okay. Um, Not for me. Um, I won't do that kind of role play. That is part of my no box. But that doesn't mean that the gentlemen that come in and engage in that are wrong. It doesn't mean that she is wrong. Um, Their kink is not my kink. I understand the psychology behind why she is indulging it, Mm -hmm. um, why they are participating. Like I said, all parties are consensual. But, you know, even experiencing it face to face, um, I've had to check myself. And it's like reality, just because I don't want to do it. I don't have to do it. That's the cool thing. Exactly. And that you don't like it, you don't this. agree with it. It's no. a two-letter word. No. no. And it's the same thing with the adult industry. If if we get a phone call about a shoot, we just we make that decision. I want to shoot with that. I don't want to shoot with that person. I want to shoot that scene. I don't. Or that price for that scene is not what I'm willing to do it for. I'm willing to do it right. for this amount. So, um, Sable, we could go on and on and we on. Could, we could. What we're going to do is we are going to next time bring on, we're going to bring on Ernest and we're going to bring on Kelly and we'll have an absolute freaking blast. I think that my listeners would love to hear their side and, you know, learn from them uh, the sacrifices they made for a relationship with you, you know? And it looks like I lost her again. I'm going to see if I can get her back. And while I'm waiting to see if Sable can jump back on, there she is. You're back, right? Yeah, I see. Yeah, you We froze. just waited for you this time. You froze. <laughs> I froze. Uh-oh. You so froze. You guys might have missed what I just said then, because apparently I froze. So I was saying that next time, hopefully, we'll bring on Kelly, and we can bring on Ernest, and we can, you know, let people learn the dynamic and the sacrifices that they've made for you and sacrifices you've made for them. And it's just an amazing 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 story well, dynamic I, I tell people you what, next time we can bring kelly and the marine on that sounds good um ernest is in los angeles and that is ernest green he is one of the editors in chief of uh taboo illustrated okay um that's his magazine through hustler there you go um what the truth is i can bring in you know the other ones like i said i actually have Quite a number of fluid bonding partners because she Isis does Stone. for Valentine's Day. I've got well, I've got yes. one. He's in my bedroom. Isis Stone has two husbands. She's also a poly, but we share. 
So ah, you see, you the, guys, this life is here in Reno. There are, one. I'm yeah. going to go back. I'm coming back to Reno. You said ice rinks are open. So that's my next trip. Yeah, so, Reno, well, ice just reopened. I'm going to let you go. Okay, hold on. Before you let me go, I want you to show everybody how can they follow you. Drop your social media, Twitter, Instagram. Okay, Twitter is uh, Sable Renee. Uh, so at Sable Renee. Okay. Um, Instagram is Lady Sable Renee. Yes, at Lady. Uh, don't forget the Lady L A D Y. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Facebook is Sable Renee. Uh, okay. I have my own website, which is sablerenee.com. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, and let's well, leave them with to get in touch with me. Well, there you go. They'll find you. But let's leave them with one more thing right now because of COVID and the pandemic and everything. Please share with my listeners what you are currently doing. On December 14th, I took the licenses that I had in medicine. I stepped back into my scrubs. My first patient was, again, December 14th. I am working with the VA Mm -hmm. with their homebound veterans and um, loving it. I stepped back into nursing and I'm taking care of our vets, guys. Uh, You know, like I said, military brat. These guys have got a soft spot in my heart. Um, I'm working as a nurse for the VA. So, and I'm traveling all over Reno. But my girl, Sable, you are a breath of fresh air. You are an intelligent, dynamic woman with tenacity and strength and entrepreneurship and a heart of gold. And from the bottom of my heart, I thank you for being a part of the show. And more than that, I thank you for being my guide when I got into this industry. I look to you and I look to Raquel Devine as my, you know, the people that guided me the right direction and made sure that I stayed on track. So thank you. You're welcome, sweetheart. Love you, Mama. Thank you, you so too. much for being on the show. Thank you to Skyhawk After Dark, who just gave me a call right now. Hopefully we're not in trouble. And to uh, Full Swap Radio. And we'll see you guys again for the next episode. I believe, as I said, I've got Orphus Black next. And um, Dr. L.A. Kink. We've got a poly doctor from L.A. coming on as one of our guests next week. So oh, thanks cool. so much, girlfriend. I will be seeing you soon. I'm coming up to Ice Skate. Okay. Uh, Thank you, Mamacita. Bye, Annie. Thanks for listening to the Hanky Panky Podcast with your host, Coraline Jewell. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous podcasts. Check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter at Hanky Panky Podcast. Join us next time for another edition of the Hanky Panky Podcast. And remember, always be true to yourself.